0: what are we rolling on this week
1: i don't know how you've been
0: uh i think it's gonna be more interesting to talk about how you've been because you kind of made like a series of announcements last time you were on
1: oh yeah what were those
0: so well i'll tell you them while we go to the theme This is the Experience Podcast with me and someone else.
1: And that someone else is Nathaniel.
0: He's back after a month and a half absence.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, it feels like it's been no time because everything around me has just been a whirlwind
0: continuously. Yeah, so what's going on?
1: Um, being a teacher is exhausting. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say much more about it than that. It's just uh so exhausting uh have
0: you have you done i think I asked this when you like last time you were on when you were just you know getting mm-hmm. into your teaching, but have you done the thing where you turn the chair around and sit in front of the class and <laughs> talk about how you relate to them
1: uh not with the chair so much, but okay. uh sometimes you know try to connect like i don't know
0: you have to do it at least ironically at one point
1: sure sure um yeah i don't even know what i was about to say it's just yeah uh it's tiring that's a lot of work um just some stuff's going on at the school right now to where experienced teachers are saying like you're putting a lot on us and we're getting overwhelmed And they're like telling administration that and, you know, uh, I'm new, so I don't know anything about how it's supposed to work. So I'm glad that they're saying that. And it makes me feel a little better that I feel so overwhelmed because, you know, at least other people feel that way, too. It's not like, oh, I just like completely suck at this. It's like I'm new and I'm not supposed to be good or efficient at it yet. And they're just putting a lot of stuff on everybody. And I, I'm getting a pass on a lot of stuff because I'm new, don't get me wrong. And it's not like I'm not aware of that, but yeah. Um, but even aside from all that stuff, just dealing with 14 year olds all day is brutal, man. They're, you know.
0: Hormones, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you
1: know, okay, a lot of them have like pretty decent like personalities and stuff, which is like fun, but it, it's just like exhausting. There's like one of my blocks. There's literally no point in time. Like no, I don't think no matter what I do, I could get them to all like stop talking at once. So the, the, like two sides of the room will just be like always chatting it up. And when I like look at one side of the room, it's a, like make eye contact people to get them to stop. The other side starts up. And then if I like look over there too, by the time I fucking look away from the first side, they start talking again. And I'm just like, damn. And it, I don't I don't care that they're talking, but when it's like distracting to other kids and me it's too much and they just don't give a fuck and a lot of them oh my god there's just crazy shit where like I tell everybody to go to the bathroom before class and like I might write a pass to go to the bathroom if like we're doing like work stuff and I'm not lecturing or I'm not busy like you know immediately like doing teacher stuff so I hand out a quiz and they knew the quiz was coming that day. We spent the beginning of the class like, you know, going over stuff prepping for it a little. And the second I hand out this quiz, this kid's like, Can I go to the bathroom? And I was like, no, you can go when the like if when you finish the quiz. You can't see the quiz and then immediately go to the bathroom. I'm not stupid, Well, how else right? is he gonna
0: get the answers in the bathroom? Yeah. Right? I know, right? to
1: um so yeah. Instead of just like Turning the quiz in blank so he can go to the bathroom, which if he actually had to go would make sense, or trying to fill in the quiz at all, he just pouts there until the end of the block and then doesn't go to the bathroom and doesn't touch the quiz at all. And that's just so stupid. And I have to deal with little things like that all the time. To where it's like, I don't know what is going on in your brain right now, but like that just doesn't even make sense. I don't know what you think you're doing. And then also something I didn't realize until being in this spot is that um, kids think that the teachers like care about like stupid stuff, but like I don't. You know what I mean? I care about, I don't know how to describe it. I care about, like, the the kids, like, doing well in life and making sure everything's okay with them and they're learning. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. They just think – I mean, okay, okay. Here's maybe a good way to put it. Since they don't know me outside of, like, being the teacher, they think that I'm just, like, always that, you know? Well, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> and, and that's just, like, extra funny from, like, my perspective, like, now. And I was probably also that way, right? Like, I don't know. I remember being, like, a junior taking calculus, and the teacher that I had, her math, like, kept moving up in the math department with, like, at the same pace as the students. So I had her for, like, three or four classes in a row. And, like, she was cool and glad she was my teacher. But I remember junior year, and at that point she had been my teacher for a year and a half, I started to learn some, like, background details about her life. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I would have never guessed. Like, I didn't think about this. Like, you know, I was just, like, learning more about her as a person was, yeah, just eye-opening. And so, yeah, I don't know if that's, like, a good or bad to like encourage I get why it's not but also it's just nice to I don't know give the kids some perspective
0: you're struggling to relate to them well I mean
1: not relative to like other
0: teachers like I don't know
1: they just don't want to do they don't want to do the math also and like that's fine but it's just like I don't know whenever I hear people say like Why don't they teach taxes in school or some shit? I'm just like, this person can't even fucking graph, like, the intercept point. Like, how the fuck are we going to teach them taxes? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I I did learn how to fill out a 1040EZ in AP economics, because I was, like, kind of ready for it. But, like, the issue that they're describing should be more so with, like, The fact that it's pretty complicated to fill out taxes and not that they don't teach it in schools. They don't teach it in schools because I would say like 60% of the kids that I have, I'm guessing by the time they're ready to graduate, would not be able to like understand the math behind like what is going on with taxes. So, how the fuck are you going to teach it to them when they don't have those fundamentals? I don't know. It's just bizarre. Like, so many of them just don't give a fuck. And I'm like, you're going to like, maybe not even graduate and if you do barely and you're going to have like no job prospects and i just don't understand like why you're not concerned about that
0: weird well sounds like a lot of fun uh
1: a lot of times it is a lot of fun i want to clarify that but it's just also yeah yeah it's just such a roller coaster. I said everything's a whirlwind before, and that's true. It's just like some days in the same week will be like fucking awesome and then other days will be fucking terrible and it'll be like two days apart and I'm like, what the what changed like you know, uh, but the kids are just all over the place and inconsistent, and maybe I am a little too, so yeah but but all that being said, even though there are a lot of like good fun moments. Uh, it's also a little scary to see kind of like the underbelly of our education system operates and how, I mean, it's wild. I'm here in the first place. I'm a smart dude, but I don't know if I'm like, what's the word? Qualified (laughs) to be doing this. Um, I'm doing my best, you know, and at least my heart's in it. But um, yeah, it's crazy.
0: Are there any secrets you'd like to reveal about, at least the state education system.
1: Um, I don't know. I just no, here. I don't. I don't. I still don't really like know anything. I'm just kind of like doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. I'm oh, I, I the- will say my onboarding process was pretty like sparse. As in, they were. I just kind of showed up, and they were like, "All right, go do it." And I was like, "What?" And then little things got added on here and there to clarify exactly what's going on but
0: well also you started late. yeah, I did start two weeks in
1: so that didn't help. you're not wrong
0: but it's a bad it's, look even at the student the students obviously don't know why so but it's already a bad look on you too. What do you mean like they're, they're probably like man this guy can't even start on time you know stuff like that. Maybe they know. Why no, they or had why not. they had
1: a different teacher for the first two weeks, and uh, from my understanding, she just kind of went awol. <laughs> so hmm. weird. So I think the their perception would be more like, yeah, that teacher just disappeared, and now
0: we have this. You got guy. an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you're at the rental car place, and then um, you go to your car, and like the check engine lights on. So they give you a little upgrade.
0: So do you want to talk about any good things that happened? Um,
1: Okay, I have about 100 students total, a little more. I would say there are about eight of them who are just fucking awesome. And, like, I'm so happy they're in my class and classes and they're making my experience, like, great. And, like, I don't know. I don't want to get too detailed with that, but I'll just say... You know, there are just some times where, like, one kid says, like, oh, all right, the activity we did today, like, help me get it. And you just got to fucking take those wins when you get them, you know? It's, it's not like I'm enlighten all these kids, especially when so many of them, like, don't even want to be helped. I'll still, you know, give them the opportunity, but, Yeah but but when all, whenever anything good happens it feels like such a massive win um which is maybe a little depressing to have that attitude but it's true anything good is just the best thing ever
0: okay uh yeah. i i guess we can stop talking about your job okay <laughs> unless there's anything else you wanted to cover um Sounds like you're getting used to it though. Starting to figure it out.
1: Maybe. <laughs>
0: we'll Maybe see. Not. Um
1: I'm glad I have a kind of like what's it called? End date, I guess, or thing, or it's just like, you know, it's not gonna it's not indefinite. That'd be scary.
0: Uh yeah. I guess so.
1: If I was like if I thought, if I, if it was like I have to turn this into my career, that would be very intimidating.
0: You don't think you'd figure it out in the long run, or maybe choose it? No,
1: it's, it's class? not that I. Uh, yeah, okay. Actually, that's a good point. Um, yeah, yeah. If after a while I got to a point where I was doing like AP Calc with like juniors, that would probably be a lot better um but yeah just both with the content and the with a good chunk of the kids that I have again not all of them just some of them it's a uh, it's just a little depressing and exhausting <laughs> all the time
0: <laughs> have you gotten involved in like uh extracurriculars because I know a uh, lot of teachers
1: apparently schools. I'm the chess club sponsor but I haven't done any and I I don't know if i have to. And I haven't really had the bandwidth for it, so I don't know.
0: On paper you're the chess club sponsor.
1: Yeah, theoretically. Um if someone's trying to contact the chess club sponsor, that would be me.
0: You've never seen the chess club before, but you sponsored me.
1: I don't think there's ever been one. I don't know why it was on the list, but
0: what on is it even though. a chess club? Is this some like fake club that's actually being used for like something illegal or something?
1: Not that I'm aware of. I should find out that that's not the case since i You
0: might want to make launderer. sure it's not some money laundering scheme. Called chess I don't
1: think oil. it is. I don't, I don't think there's any money going in or out, so it's hard to launder Engine. nothing. Uh, Wait, on that note, though, I hit 2,000 ELO in 10-0 the other day. Mm.
0: Uh, That's fucking good. <laughs> money talk, yeah. Uh, I mean, we could talk about money. Wait, what? Oh, I misheard you. Chess. Let's talk about chess. Yeah, yeah. Are you, um, are you playing the... a lot of online chess? I, I guess you are. Yeah,
1: kind of. I mean, I'll just be honest. Since like Queen's Gambit came out, I've kind of just been like yamming it. But that was a while ago at this point, right? Uh, summer. Right last summer last summer yeah like summer 20
0: i'll get it for you wait uh october last october
1: okay so yeah oh my god a year ago wow i fucking nailed it um
0: almost to the date Yeah. (laughs)
1: yeah
0: well by the time this comes out yeah
1: yeah yeah well uh i don't know as okay so a lot of people when that came out right they were like oh Chess looks fucking sick. I'm gonna learn chess, and then I feel like a lot of people fell off. But I, I've been playing chess off and on, like my whole life. Um, and so when Queen's Gambit came out, I was on a little bit like a playing less frequently run. So I saw that, and I don't know, I, I did, I did get juiced up a little bit, just like everyone else, and immediately my rating went up like 150 points. It was crazy. Um, and then. I just wanted to keep at it and so I brushed up on my opening theory again and I learned some new really tricky stuff to where um, if my opponent doesn't know what's going on as well as I do which is hard for them to know what's going on as well as I do because I've prepared for it super thoroughly and you know they might accidentally just stumble into that position then I have like you know a lot of tricks and Big, just like just way more comfort with the position uh, which is like really valuable so I just kind of kept going at it and then uh you know develop like you know I encounter new situations where I'm like oh I didn't really know what to do there every game I play I review it afterwards to, like make sure I know what's going on um, and again just like slowly adding on new techniques and tricks and lines and just feeling more and more comfortable so yeah the other day I hit 2000 ELO, which um, means if I do that in FIDE rated stuff and do a handful of other things, I would qualify to be a candidates master, which is like the entitled. 2000 is the minimum rating you can have and you have to do other stuff. But if you hit 2200, you're automatically a candidates master. So, um, yeah, the road's not uh, I'm not at the end of the road yet but uh yeah at some point i can't remember when in that whole timeline of things i was describing i decided this but i was like i'm gonna fucking get titled like i want to officially be like a chess so yeah um hopefully is chess the
0: next career path for you
1: no (laughs) i could never um yeah taking on on russians Taking on this part of the bell curve has been really difficult, so I can't imagine getting to the point of, like, GM. Like, I'm starting to understand how they see the game a little more, and it's just insane. And, uh, yeah, I'm not saying I could never get there, but, Jesus, it would take so much effort. And I just have more... Uh, mm, Interesting and lucrative paths to explore. <laughs> but I do want to be titled and I want to, you know, maybe even get to FM one day. I don't know. It'd be cool. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's certainly okay. I agree. Uh, that's fine. That's awesome. <laughs> <It's> totally cool. <laughs> but yeah. You can call me Mr. Two K now. So.
0: Mr. Two K, okay. maybe I won't. But
1: oh, well, you, you can.
0: Okay. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to. Fine. Well, just
1: I rounded out my law school apps are going pretty well. Um. Yep. Just uh, touching up my personal statements. Uh. My resume looks clean. Actually, only one of my three rec people have actually turned it in. I had expressed I was hoping that it would be good to go from the first. Well, except Justin, because I we both got busy. Mainly screw me. him, right? So oh, I met boy. with him late. No, what a what just a great guy all the time, you know. So anyway, uh, fall break for like the school is the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh. So we'll get a Thursday, Friday, Monday off. Uh yeah. and so yeah, I'm I'm planning to just yam it all out, then finish up some supplemental stuff, hopefully, you know, get those rec letters in and just let the universe take hold at that For point. Next year, right? Yeah, I would be starting next week. Uh yeah, September twenty two.
0: Well, good luck with that. Uh, I guess you're getting by on this one year teaching adventure. Hopefully, you learn something about it life wise, I guess.
1: Oh, oh, dude, I already have. Like, I can't remember if I said this last time, but I asked for help more times in the first three days of my job than I had the rest of my life combined.
0: So it was so it's just giving you humility,
1: yeah, oh, yeah, big time, and uh, I mean, additionally, I don't know if I've said this line on the podcast last time, Sorry if I'm repeating, but I've never tried so hard only to be so mediocre at something. Um,
0: That's what yeah. I do all the time, so
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just like I just try so hard, and it's still just like very middling um,
0: so. Could just be something you. I mean, well, you chose this job because it was related to what you had done in the past.
1: Uh, yeah, vaguely.
0: Are you Are you running your classes in, in those in the way that you wanted to?
1: No, absolutely doesn't work.
0: You gave up on that.
1: Yeah. That was pretty quick. Sometimes a little, but um. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because it's block schedule. Yeah, I feel I feel like it was if it was fifty minute days, then maybe it would work. Because you know, plus sessions are just only an hour, and so if I try to run it like that, I don't know. It'd be hard to just keep going, like, and to hold everybody's attention for that long and stuff. And also. Yeah, okay, whatever. It's just not quite the same, so. But I did try for a little bit, and and, and yeah, quickly I realized it's just like they're not receptive to this.
0: Uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. Oh, well, uh, it's, it's not wrong. Anything else you wanted to cover today? That's right. I thought I had something for us to, to go over. But... Yeah,
1: um uh, update on the bet with Drew. Okay that I made last time. So uh Emmanuel Sanders uh so, so wait, no injuries so far, so it's great. Haven't had to break down the quarter by quarter thing. Emmanuel Sanders so far has eleven receptions. And Cole Beasley has 11 receptions in the last game. He has 23 total. So, you know, still got the whole season to be played. But what uh, was the bet. I'm
0: trying to remember.
1: Uh, it was between so so. Drew was just shitting on Cole Beasley, and I was like, okay, but he's actually kind of good though. Um, and so he was like, randomly, he was like. Yeah, I'm sure a receiver like Emmanuel Sanders is better. And then we were like, he's on the bills now. And he was like, oh. So I was like, well, now on the same team. So, I, yeah, we bet uh, who would have more receptions. And then he was really worried about injury and all this shit. And so I said I would break it down by quarter. So if there was a quarter that Emmanuel Sanders missed because of injury, then we would not count that quarter. In the total and it would be like You know receptions per quarter And then also I gave him If Cole Beasley missed time because of COVID That would count against Cole Beasley <laughs> <laughs> So even if the COVID That's... thing got in the way It would benefit him And I, I wouldn't get a Get a Joe Free card Why, that, why right? didn't
0: you guys I, I, I was clearly here for this bet But I, why didn't you guys just do Receptions per game Just because you are worried about them leaving early Or something
1: Well, yeah. Well, that was more for me to... to...
0: The quarter thing is just so convoluted.
1: No, no, well, think about it like this. Okay, because here's how it went. I said if Emmanuel Sanders got injured at any quarter, then that quarter wouldn't count. So, for example, if he gets three receptions in the first quarter of a game and then leaves with two minutes left with a leg injury, he would get the receptions, but I wouldn't count that quarter in the denominator per quarter. I didn't want to do that with a whole game, though.
0: Okay, yeah. It just requires a little more work.
1: Yeah. Oh, ready? wait. Oh, God. This is going to be awful podcasting, but... Wait, is there a way for me to share my screen?
0: You can. Just go to share screen.
1: Where is... Where's Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. You ready? Yeah. So... Uh, wait one sec.
0: No idea what he's about to share.
1: Okay, no, it's cool. Um, All right,
0: it's just a white.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's background. Okay, so, so, okay, here's the dilemma. My uh, fantasy football league, every two two guys using different formulas do power rankings every week, right? Because it's a fun thing that leagues like to do sometimes, right?
0: Okay, please. Okay, (laughs) wait.
1: You've never had someone do power rankings for any of your fantasy leagues?
0: Oh, I do the power rankings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, okay, great. Here's a question for you. How much does record factor into the power rankings?
0: It has no factor into my ranking.
1: Oh, how do you do the rankings then?
0: It's all just based on points. And then... Okay, but how? Well, so it depends on... <laughs> yeah, that, that was a point of contention. Mm. Um, it was initially... I guess, so it's different... Okay, how should I say this? Early in the season, it's pretty tough to do power rankings, obviously. Yeah. Like after one week or whatever. Um, and so I think it's just like total points after like the first three weeks. But once you get past that, you can do like a weighted, uh, you just weight the points by week, right? So where, um, the week, like the week that you're in or the previous week counts more than like the first week of the season. Just, like, a time-weighted thing. Uh, Similar uh, to how, like, so, Football Outsiders has weighted DVOA, which accounts for, like, later sure. in the season. You know, that puts more weight toward later in the season. Same thing here. So you can just use, like, a, a discount factor, if you will, by, like, so
1: 10%. this – so, okay, I see where that's coming from, but hear me out here.
0: It's, yeah, it's very basic. Uh,
1: okay, so so here's the two numbers that I'm trying to grapple with, right? I think average points matter significantly, or like, you know, total points divide by games, same thing. But then also, standard deviation, right? Are you, are, you, are you varying a significant amount week to week, or are you consistently putting up however many points? All right. So, anyway, sorry, to go back to why I asked that question. Both the power rankings for our league, like, record is about, like, 50% of the weighting. And someone pointed out, like, that's stupid because, you know, you could just get lucky and have a good record. And I know that at the end of the day, that's, like, what's, like, gets you into the playoffs and stuff. But the power rankings are supposed to be unique from the ranking in the league, right? There's only, like, 10 of us. So if it's, if record is too heavily weighted, the power rankings are just going to align with, the
0: placement in the league rankings, right? And yeah, it's not standings. If, if it's you not what the standings, it's supposed
1: to be. Yeah.
0: If you want the standings, you can look at the standings.
1: Okay, basically. so you ready? Uh, okay. Uh, this is where we're going to start drawing, and this is going to be awful podcasting, but hopefully you'll get what I'm saying, right? Okay, so. Let's make just like a little graph. Let's say that a team is going to score... Um, how many weeks are in the regular season? 13 for fantasy?
0: 13, yeah. 14. Uh, no, 14. Oh. Yeah, extra yeah. week.
1: Okay, so let's say that a team is going to score 1,400 points in the season, period. Like, we know that's true, okay? So let's say the x-axis here is standard deviation. All right? And we want the y-axis to be their percent chance of winning the league. Okay. Is this making sense? Yep. All right. So if they have zero standard deviation, they put up exactly 100 points every week. Well, the league average is like, I don't know, 130 for us, something like that. They're going to not make the playoffs. So that means that their odds of winning, if their standard deviation is zero, is very low. On the other extreme, and I know this isn't possible, but for the sake of math, hear me out. If they scored all 1,400 points in one week, and then scored zero the rest of the weeks, as to maximize their standard deviation, they would win one week for sure, and then they would guarantee lose the rest. So that that so if standard deviation is you know off the chart, that's also giving them a zero percent chance of winning, right? Okay. But now, if you go somewhere in between those, right? And again, for 1,400 points, 100 points a week on average is not very good. So the, the, the curve might not go so high, but it's gonna look something like this, right? It's gonna be kind of bell curvy with probably a longer tail. Um, but you know, we're assuming the other zero point is like the extreme. But, but really, it, it should kind of look like a bell curve, right? If yeah. your standard deviation is too low or too high, you don't really have a chance of winning enough games to make the playoffs and then win the championship. Yeah? Okay. Okay, so here's what's going on. This curve, initial curve that I drew, though, this upside on you curve, is going to be an ISO quant line for 1,400 points. So what that means is if another team is going to score 1,600 points over the course of the season, their curve might look something – like this right
0: oh right, you'll describe it to the audience
1: uh, so it's it's a similar bell curve except the the maximum points is higher up than the previous one because if you score more points your odds of winning the league go higher if you have the same standard deviation percentage okay yeah now here's the thing that I realized and this this is this was the crux of where uh, things started to turn for me The most points anyone has ever scored in a single week in our fantasy league was 213.33. So what this means is that if you are averaging 213.34 points a week, assuming that, you know, no one has an outlandish week and breaks that record on the week of championship week, if your standard deviation is zero, you should win the league. Because you're scoring the highest anyone's ever scored every single week. Does that make sense? Okay. So what that means is the bell curve gets pushed so that the center gets closer and closer to the y-axis as you score more points. Because on the same token, just to take it to another extreme, again, or not, I guess it's not an extreme, but another just example of that. Since our league average is about 130, if you're scoring 180 points a week, you don't want your standard deviation to be super high because you don't want it to be like, you know, 50 points standard deviation so that 37% of the time you're losing to the league average or whatever the number is. You, You want it to be very close, tight to that 180 so that you're consistently scoring just an obscene number of points and it's very random weeks that someone happens to score more than that. But if you're consistently putting up 180, then you're just gonna be dunking on everybody and again your odds of winning the league are pretty high so with all that in mind I was like how do I turn this into power ring and that stuff has proven to be difficult and a little more subjective than I was hoping but basically my goal is to take the standard or like the 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 bell curve formula which is like you know one over standard deviation times square root of two pi times e to the negative uh, x minus mu squared over two standard deviation squared yeah um yeah i'm gonna take that and then modify it right so that like the center point uh is at like the highest anyone's ever scored in the league and then the last point though i need to figure out is what's the formula for like the differential between like the optimal standard deviation given your average points per week and what your actual standard deviation is. And that's where it gets a little more subjective, right? Like I don't have a good answer to if someone's scoring 160 points a week, what's their optimal standard deviation when the league. Um, I, I will so, say
0: related. Yeah. But not the same. Um, another player in my league basically used a team's basically predicted outcome, created a model to predict outcomes of matchups. Yeah, based on like his you know historical mean and standard deviation and stuff. Yeah, basically give you a percent chance. Because so if we this is for baseball. Football does a better job. It'll, it'll tell you like your projected points and all that, right? I think on most most sites do that. They'll tell you yeah. your project like how much you're predicted to win. I mean the projections basically,
1: are always shit, but.
0: Yeah, sure, but but they do it is what my point. They don't yeah. do it for ba- they don't do it for baseball. So the guy like basically did that for baseball and would tell you like, oh, you have a sixty percent. He even did for the playoffs. He he created a whole bracket with the percent chance to win. Damn. I don't know how much it, how accurate it was, given the team that won had a six percent chance to win the championship at the beginning of the playoffs.
1: Uh, well, I mean, you know, that it, doesn't mean, with the sample size that low, the way
0: yeah, you can tell yeah, yeah, if no, it's no, good just,
1: is if you do it over a bunch of well What's
0: samples. funny, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did some, like, post-season analysis, like, rank versus points, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd expect, like, the teams with the lowest rank, or oh, how should I say this, lowest absolute value rank, so like one, two, three, whatever, like, best rank to have the most points, right? And for the most part, that worked out, except for the team that won the championship, they were, like, middle of the pack in points. So I showed a graph of my thing. I was like, look for the outlier. Just a big red circle on on. little one. But anyway, yeah. So he used basically uh, points and standard deviation to figure out that sort of stuff. And you can even do that to create to like figure out how lucky you are too each week. Like how many teams based on your points, how many teams would you have beaten? You know, compared to the rest of the league in that given week.
1: Yeah. Because that's where taking totals feels bad like what am i trying to say if you play someone who puts up 200 in our league independent of what you score that's going to look like that's going to add 200 to your points against at the end of the season but if you scored 180 that week that fucking sucks for you but if you had a shit week and you scored under 100 then it's not like it mattered anyway but but just summing up all the numbers doesn't tell the story like that right so yeah
0: i I don't use points
1: against yeah, but I was just giving an example. So so yeah. here's another thing that I think is fucking bizarre. With all this data and all this cool shit and people who play fantasy sports are usually fucking numbers nerds, right? Maybe it's like a, a a blend of like meathead likes numbers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so when when all these platforms have all this data, why don't they fucking
0: do anything with it? I'm a little I would, surprised I, there isn't more fantasy analytics.
1: Well, no, no, no. And I'm not talking about a per-player basis. Here's what I'm saying. Let's sum up all the points that every team in my league scores this week. And I want NFL.com to tell me, hey, your league was top 10% of all PPR leagues this week.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they could do that too. That's not even that, – that's just counting. Yeah. No,
1: I know, I know. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't even need analytics. I literally just want them to, like, share the fucking data. Because that's cool. Who is not don't interested? Think in that?
0: People want it. Yeah, I guess people—they don't think that there's interest in it.
1: Who wouldn't want that? And also, okay. the the thing where I don't. Uh, I, okay, it's so easy. It's so easy. I, who cares if no one wants it? If fucking ten people wanted it, like it, it takes some fucking intern 15 seconds to write like a fucking macro to pump this out every week. You know what I mean? Like it's so easy. They you probably the don't even data. need to do it
0: every week. You write it one. It's probably a one-time script.
1: Oh yeah, and it updates or something. I don't know how it yeah. gets that. But yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying.
0: I was I assumed
1: you would run the macro every week because it's an intern. But yeah, um. So anyway, I wish there was more fucking data around that. Wait. I, oh my gosh wait have we not talked since uh my draft
0: uh i think we talked in august so probably not oh my gosh
1: okay well uh you want to hear how my draft went okay all right let me let me pull up okay so uh actually okay 10 team league so we'll we'll go through uh do you want to guess do you like are you a guesser I love guessing, so I would love to. I
0: don't know how to guess this. It's no, been too just, long since. What do you mean the draft? I guess I, I it would be tough for me to guess. Like, I'd have to pull up a list of ADP.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, here, let's at least do the first one, because we were kind of okay. So you ready? I had pick five. Uh, it went CMC, Camara, Cook, Henry, and then it was me. Who do you think I picked?
0: Merritt, Cook, Henry. Uh, the big four
1: running backs Just like I expected And it all yeah. went according to plan
0: So What did we discuss I, You had to go, You went running back Did you go Look at position first Did you get running Did you get a running back
1: I'm not telling you that <laughs> Okay <laughs> What well, Dude Come on
0: I'm trying to remember Who we talked about Did you hit Eckler? I did I did pick Eckler. Great fucking... Uh, hey, guess.
1: Great guess, yeah. Um, because, here's the thing. In all my mocks, here's what I realized. My second pick, I was going to get a wide receiver, for sure. Because there were three really good receivers in my rankings that were at 16, 17, 18. So there was no way that people were going to reach for all three. And if they did, then... You know, fuck it. I get two running backs with my first two picks that are up there. I'm not gonna complain. I'll find wide receiver value later. So yeah, I just felt like I had to take a running back over Devontae Adams there because I knew for the like there was a ninety nine percent chance I was gonna get a receiver with my second pick. And I did. Um you wanna do you wanna guess or you wanna be done? <laughs> you get did you get digs? No. He was already gone actually.
0: Okay, he was gone. Uh, Adams
1: Adams, and Diggs were the only receivers picked when I offered. Okay, board, okay. That's I,
0: good context. Um, so Tyreek Hill. I
1: did pick Tyreek Hill.
0: Nice. I assumed he would have been gone by then. That's why I didn't guess him.
1: Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. I, I had a feeling. I looked at the things, and I was like, I think he might be there at 16. And if he wasn't, then I was going to be fine picking up Ridley or Hopkins. But uh, he was there, so no problem. I, Atlanta's
0: a mess this year, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I got lucky well, I don't know maybe Hopkins would be better, but he disappears some games now because they have so many options there, so whatever, I'll take the boomer bust all right, um all right, third pick, I don't even know how to contextualize it, so um I picked c e h uh, With my third pick,
0: ooh,
1: I mean he had a good, Doesn't week look last good week. Now. well, no. i mean i I kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. Um, I wish it's I had just, reached for David Montgomery, but I, I was hoping he might fall to the fourth. I thought there was a chance. Um, he did not. So I got greedy. I, I, if, if I had to do it over again, knowing what I knew, I wouldn't change much about my draft, honestly, but I wouldn't pick C.E.H. Uh, Sarah would have picked David Montgomery. So, hey. It's just, I don't happens. know if,
0: if, if Edwards-Alaire is good just a good NFL running back.
1: I mean, oh, wait. Oh, my God, my memory's so bad. David Montgomery was already off the board. I mean, okay, whatever. He had 100 yards last game. And plus, another thing that I was considering with that pick, and, again, I prepped this ahead of time because I kind of – you know, how to feel for what might happen. Um, I thought Hill and CEH stack, well, not stack, that's not the term, but just having both of them would give me, like, a decent floor, right? Yeah. Like, like, okay, because here's the thing. The nightmare for a lot of, like, Chiefs fantasy owners is, like, oh, like, CEH gets a rushing touchdown. Cause then like Kelsey and Hill and Mahomes don't get any of that touchdown. So yeah, I just figured, and and he he was there was kind of a running back islands there, and I I wanted to just have a second running back early. Um, no, and, I understand that. Like, so anyway,
0: fast he's definitely forward. a better fantasy player than an NFL player, I guess.
1: Maybe I
0: I don't know. He's basically been think. league average.
1: Yeah, on a high-powered the
0: yeah, but he's on yeah, but he's on the chief, so he'll get yeah. like, and, and there's no competition. Yeah. Know, unless you're a, unless I I mean he, he loses
1: a uh, two minute drill work to Daryl Williams.
0: Daryl Williams. Uh, just cause he yeah, because he can't pass protect, but that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah. Alright, so let's fast forward. Fourth rounds. Uh so I have my personal rankings, right? Okay. I have Mahomes and McLaurin. All by themselves, way I was above say, everyone else.
0: About to say Terry McLaurin. Yeah.
1: Um. So I have, I have, yeah. Uh. I have McLaurin and Mahomes, by themselves, way above everybody else. And I have to decide which one. Uh. So, who do you think I pick?
0: You can't go all of them, the Chiefs. Did you go McLaurin?
1: I went McLaurin. And then you want to know the nastiest part of the whole draft?
0: You got Mahomes at the next pick.
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> Uh, I was with, uh, oh yeah, you know Taylor was on the podcast. I was so so we were so everybody in the league was on a Zoom call when we were drafting. But Taylor came over to my place and we were like drafting in the same room. And he was uh, pick seven. So like because it was snake, my it, like he just did his fourth round pick. Then I picked McLaurin, and then I was gonna go get my fifth pick. And then two picks later he would get his right. So I wasn't afraid to like tell him stuff because he. Wasn't going to get a pick. So after the pick, I told him I was like – I was taking so long to decide between, like, McLaurin and Mahomes, but I figured, like, I already have two Chiefs, and I, I want the second wide receiver, and I think, you know, with Fitzpatrick, McLaurin's going to do really well this year. Like I Like Or, like, he'll keep it up. So, yeah, I just decided to go with that. And then people kept picking, and Mahomes didn't get picked. And eventually I got him with the fifth pick, and Taylor was so – I don't know if just is the right word, but he was just like, "This is fucking bullshit." <laughs> that, like, how how does he always get away with it? Type deal, you know?
0: It was a Mahomes-esque draft pick.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was so. Anyway, now I end up with a, a quarterback, receiver, and running back.
0: And you're making a trade for Travis Kelsey. There.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Taylor actually drafted Kelsey at seven. Can you imagine? You're gonna no, pick okay. up. The uh,
0: Marcus, whoever, yeah.
1: Just running through, a rest. I drafted Ayuk uh, in the sixth. I just, I still believe, I still have faith. He's just like super talented, and I thought this could be easier. And
0: maybe, you know,
1: if Lance starts playing halfway through and they have good chemistry or something, you know, he could just pop off.
0: Wishful thinking. Okay.
1: I mean, but the, the dude's talented as fuck, and you know, he finally got like his first real like snapshot. Not being shit last week from the injury, and he scored a touchdown and got a. He had like four red zone looks, so. I mean that's pretty good. All right, the true steal of the draft, even though Mahomes fell to the fifth, for me was uh, T.J. Hawkinson in seventh.
0: Is that a I'm steal? For him. Huh? Is that a steal? Yes. Are you out of your fucking mind? When was he usually going? Where was he usually going? I feel like that's
1: well. Where he was he would going. Go. No, that's that was yeah. His ADP, but I don't think he okay. should have been being drafted as ADP. Well,
0: that's not I a steal. Ha- that's based yes, on his is. value. That's no. his value, though.
1: Dude, dude, he was super undervalued, and it's fucking okay, dude. In the seventh round, I got a tight end who scored twenty-six and twenty points in the first two weeks.
0: Got three last week.
1: Okay, I'm not going to deny that, but it's tight ends. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, he's. Defenses and good defenses at that, especially in Baltimore. Probably realized he's like kind of their only passing weapon. And so they're going to put a lot of focus on him to shut him down. But I don't give a fuck. Like, dude, Chicago next week. He's going to feast again. He's fucking good. I think Goff is competent enough. I don't know. I was was super happy with that pick because I don't know. Dude, it can get... Okay, a lot of times also in our league, and I think this might be like coloring my perception of how good of a pick it was, a lot of times there are like tight end runs. And yeah, if you don't get a tight end in the first like five rounds, then you just end up with some... I don't know. Almost like streaming level type shit. It's hard to find a consistent guy if you don't pick him early. Um, Historically in our league, that's just what's happened, so... All right, and then I drafted uh, Harris before Cam was out, so that went up in value a little bit. He didn't look so good last week, but neither did the Patriots. He I drafted Mostert, RIP in Peace.
0: Probably won't play. May not play football again.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I he's long gone. I dropped him. I'm not picking back up. Um, I drafted Shark. I dropped him. I drafted Fuller. I dropped him. I drafted Drake. I think I dropped him. Uh, I drafted Justin Tucker in the 13th, which may seem a little goofy to take a kicker that early, but last week, guess what? I fucking won by less than five.
0: Well, that kick should have been worth like 80 points.
1: Is that sick or what, though?
0: You should win your week if Justin Tucker sets a record. Like, I don't I forget, don't disagree. Forget the rest of the points. And, forget the rest of the points.
1: <laughs> I mean it did happen, so there's yeah, okay. justice in this world. But um yeah, yeah. I won by four point oh eight and obviously there was a Justin Tucker kick, so what a fucking legend. Uh I drafted Zach Moss on the fourteenth, and even though he was a surprise scratch last week, um I'm starting him this week against Houston, because the Bills are going to run it up and eventually they're just going to give them a the ball a billion fucking times and then probably accidentally score a touchdown. And uh, yeah, I drafted the Panthers defense the last pick and then I don't even think I started them week one. But I kind of knew they were going to, well, at least start off hot because um, yeah. they played three garbage teams to start.
0: JC Horn's out. No. Do I, I
1: don't know. I haven't keeping up with them because. I mean, they're so hard to evaluate now because they've played combined record 0 and 9, right? So like, yeah, are they good? I don't know. Play a real team.
0: Who do they play this week? Uh, why is it not coming up? I tried to look that up. Dallas.
1: Oh yeah, that'll be good.
0: Again, J. C. Horn is out, so I don't know. Who is
1: that? Is that's, that a corner? That's their
0: corner that they drafted in the first round.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Has looked good. they traded for CJ Henderson.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. The Jags didn't even get that much for him, but I guess they had a rookie who was playing well as two Something like that?
0: Uh, I don't know. It's like a sunk cost, I think. Maybe a Meyer didn't like him. Right yeah, I don't know. I think they draft oh.
1: Them, yeah. Another nasty thing that happened last week was uh I started the Cardinals defense. Well, that was cool. Uh you know we talked a little bit last time about how like, you know, I haven't lost a playoff game, which like obviously contributes to my success, but a skill that is very relevant, the fantasy that I've gotten, I've been, and just I'm really good at, is is streaming defenses.
0: Yeah, that is a skill, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've always streamed defenses. I always will. And look, I got fucking 22.68 from Cardinals defense last week.
0: I mean, with the exception of, like, the one or two teams that get, the surprise good defense, I don't see how you can't stream.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, I don't know. The guy I played last week played the football team, and he got negative 3.18, so. Well,
0: that defense has not been good this year. True. But if you started them last year, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there are some defenses that you can just play every week. But anyway, it's just funny.
0: The Patriots two years ago. Like the yeah, yeah. The season. Like, you can just b- accidentally your way into a good deal. Like, kind of like what you do with the Panthers. But then you have to know when to move on.
1: Oh, oh, I I never played the Panthers
0: one week this year. But I'm saying you could have.
1: Oh, acc- it would have
0: been like The right. scenario would have been you got the Panthers at the end of the draft and then you had three great weeks. and then...
1: Uh, The best part, though, is obviously the Cardinals last week played the Jags and uh so it was against trevor lawrence which factored into my decision to play them a little because i think there are a lot of playmakers on the cardinals but then my opponent this week played the Bengals defense who also played the jags and they did very poorly and so yeah yeah, i just gave him a lot of shit and was like why am i a fucking god
0: well the Bengals defense isn't good
1: yeah that's why that that, that's the (laughs) joke i i think it Wait, here, let me just pull up the message. They looked, they
0: looked I guess, fine against Pittsburgh, but that's because it's Pittsburgh, which is also a mess in a different way. I
1: said, "Um, woke, starting a Cardinals defense full of playmakers against a vulnerable rookie QB, broke, starting a bottom half Bengals defense against the best QB prospects since Andrew Luck. Yeah. Where's the
0: lie? <laughs> <laughs> Florence looked better. I'm, I'm glad he's he's doing better now. Cause...
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, I mean, it's got nothing to do with him, right? He's on a trash fucking team with Urban Meyer as the head coach. Like, what the fuck is he supposed to do? But yeah, it was it was relieving to see him look better last game. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you want
0: to wrap it up here or? yeah I think
1: the last thing I'll say though is just that uh I fucking love this NFL season so far. It is just fucking chaotic and and that's super exciting, right? Like the chiefs are one and two at the bottom of their division. Tell me when how many universes that happens in, and the Raiders and Broncos are three and oh. and and the reason why that's so good for football is because okay, Monday night football this week, Raiders Chargers. That would have been, no matter what, just like a, you know, ooh, rivalry game, like kind of too frisky or like Chargers, I'll call a frisky team. Raiders, as I've said before on the podcast, are just a goofy team. You never know what Raiders you're going to get any given week. But now it's like, okay, either the Raiders start 4-0 and and drop the Chargers to 500 or the Chargers go to 3-1 and and they take lead of the, take hold of the division. And they already beat the Chiefs once. And and that that would just be insane, right? And so, uh, yeah. And the no, Broncos, the Broncos are, are still, yeah. So. Well, yeah, they've played trash teams though. Um, so it's like, are they legit or not? The the AFC South is yeah, a they total the dumpster fire.
0: Huh. <laughs> I'm kidding. They, I was gonna say they beat the Jets, but who the beat the Jets? The Jets aren't the Broncos. The joke was the Jets aren't good. No.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well. Yeah. They beat the Jets, Giants, and. Uh,
0: and Jaguars. Basically, it's the same as the Panthers. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's weird. Um. Yeah, and, uh, well, the Bills are on top of the division after losing one week. Oh, the Bengals are 3-1 now? Tell me about that. Yeah, they're the good. Steelers looking bad. Uh, What's going on in the NFC? You know, honestly, okay, great year for Cowboys to be on hard knocks because I'm not fucking pissed that they're looking like they're going to win the NFC. I'm just like, all right, it's their turn whatever Rams and cards are 3-0. There's two divisions where two teams are 3-0. Wait, do they play this week?
0: Uh I think they do. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh. See look look at this. It's just fucking amazing. The whole season's just awesome right now. I love it. So much parody in the league. Even the Lions who are 0-3 have looked fucking awesome. Right?
0: As good they as got, they can be, yeah.
1: They got they got totally jipped on the Justin Tucker record-setting field goal. They lost by one score to the 49ers week one, and it was a shootout. And uh, wait, what happened the second week? Uh,
0: I don't remember. They get they get the Bears though this week, so.
1: Oh be, oh, it was the good. Packers. I mean, oh yeah, they, they they wait, didn't they play really well in the first half against the Packers? And then is it?
0: well, I really yeah, well, sure. relatively speaking, yeah.
1: What was the box score? <laughs> yeah, uh dude, I,
0: they, they
1: were up they were up 17 14 at half, and then they didn't score in the second half. So I'm just saying, like, that is good for the Lions against the Packers. The fact that they 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 won a half. I mean, what more could you ask for? if you're the Lions hey. playing against Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, that's all you can ask for. All right, oh, yeah, oh, we well, Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, sorry. I'm just – I pulled up the Lions schedule to find out what happened week two, and now it's like they play the Bears division game. They play the Vikings division game. Then they play the Bengals. That might actually be a good game. Then they play the Rams, which is like the Stafford golf trade. It's just like, dude, anywhere you look, who, who, who would have thought at the beginning of the season that when I look at the Detroit schedule, I'm looking at their next four games and I'm thinking these are going to be fucking awesome. Man, football is just so, so dope. All right. I'm done now. I'm done.